Hey everybody, today we're going to look at Discontinued Junk Food, a new Goosebump show that's coming out, and an old-fashioned showdown between name brand and generic chips. All this and more on the Heavy Set Podcast. Everybody, and welcome back to the Heavy Set Podcast. And Ryan, how are you doing? Chris, I am doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see me and you try to record these intros because we get so nervous every time and stumble through them. And it takes us like 20 minutes just to get started. Yeah, I know that when Chris edits this and puts it together it makes it all sound streamlined like we just sat down and just had a little conversation that took an hour or whatever but yeah you guys would think it's ridiculous if you could see how many takes it (laughs) takes us just to get as good as what it is and it is far from perfect we know yeah it seriously just took us 20 minutes just to get this far (laughs) <laughs> and we're not and we're nowhere into this right now <laughs> i was like it would probably help if we could ever do this on any sleep whatsoever and yeah. not always so sleep deprived back again somehow or another we were doing this on no sleep both yeah. of us but i say this told chris i can't sleep i'm going ahead and coming over just right now we'll knock it out <laughs> and as soon as i get here i'm like oh why didn't i try to sleep yeah, <laughs> every time as soon as like as soon as we both get here, we're like man, I could really go for a nap. Of course, if we take a nap; it's going to turn into an eight-hour nap. I don't nap like normal people. I just I don't. I think our family is like that. Like a normal person's like, I'm going to take a nap. They're going to be down for thirty minutes, maybe an hour, and I'm just like, if I don't have at least a three-hour block, I'm a, I ain't going to even lay down. Dude, yeah. Oh my goodness. A 30 minute nap. It takes me probably like an hour to fall asleep at least. Yeah, I just, I ain't no little power nap person. I've known people that will take 10 minute naps and then they'll look at me and be like, I'm so refreshed. I'm like, what? Do you remember whenever, uh, I think you were there when this happened, but, uh, when, uh, when our grandpa was asleep or he went to go take a nap and he was sleeping for like over an hour, a little over an hour. And then, uh, Whoever was watching him, think it was his stepdaughter or who was there with him at the house, was worried about him and started freaking out. So he was sleeping over an hour. Yeah. She was like, who in their right mind takes a nap for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, man, if, if, if it's not at least three hours, I don't call that a nap. Oh, yeah. I, I actually do remember that now that you bring it up. But, yeah, it was. And, of course, Grandpa Hawthorne's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, it's not a nap unless you're getting three hours. Like, I'm I gotta fine. get my 40 winks. Like, why don't you wake me up? I still got naps left. <laughs> yeah. I just got started. Come back in six hours. Uh, what, what a normal person sleeps is my nap. This is a true story, which, of course, you're going to believe this because you know me so well. One time I told my roommate, hey, man, I got to go. I got to catch a, like, a quick cat nap real quick because <laughs> I'm just tired. I laid down. I woke up 12 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe it. I've done it myself. It's a whole new day. He was like, dude, we're supposed to go fishing yesterday. What the heck happened? I know there's been times in the past when I've come home from work, like two, three in the afternoon or something. And I'm just like, I'm going to just take a nap. I wake up. It's two in the morning. (laughs) I'm asleep for 12 hours. I'm like, well, I better... I better take, get a shower and get ready for work the next day. And yeah, then I'll go back to sleep an hour later. It's like someone drugged you or something. You wake up, what in the heck? Feel like a bear coming out of hibernation. Yeah, Chris. Before we get any further in, I think we need to stop and say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We all love our mom. Let's give her a big shout out, Mom. We love you. Happy Mother's Day, and to all you mothers out there, we love you. Love you, Ma. Happy Mother's Day, and to the rest. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's see. Uh, Well, do you want to hear something kind of funny that happened to me this week? I know you told me that you had a story, and yes, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Wait, before before you even tell your new story, I know last week you brought us a story about a creepy ghost, possibly, phenomenon, lady, stranger, that was creeping you out at night. Has there been any new developments in that story? Uh, no, nothing's happened since then. But remember, these happen so sporadically, you know, um, months in between visits, if you want to say, <laughs> or whatever's going on. Yeah. So, no, I have Nothing's happened since then, but I'm on the lookout. I am alert. And I'm assuming you're going to keep us up to date. Oh, yeah. If something happens, I'll, I'll we'll talk about it on here for sure. I'll okay. probably call you in the, in the middle of the night. Hey, the witch is back. She's back. Or whoever this is. Let me guess, Chris. You were outside taking a leak and you saw this. I'm outside right, right now. Well, see, the, the outside whiz time had to, had to, to halt that because I can't be peeing outside with a witch out there, possibly. I'll tell you what's messed up is now she's cutting into your pee time. Cutting yeah. into the whiz break. She really, uh, and she took something away from me. Yeah, I can see so she that. Took, really, she's taking away my freedoms. <laughs> taking away my freedoms to break the law. <laughs> by peeing <laughs> to, in the middle of town. To break the law. <laughs> no, she's she, taking away your right to commit indecent exposure. She just, yeah, she's just, really, she's saving me from a charge. <laughs> you know, I still thought it's, it's on my mind all the time because I'm here alone and... I can still see the handprints on the window that I'm staring at right now <laughs> in the face print. For whatever reason, I haven't wiped it off. It's to keep you on guard. As long as it's there, it'll be a constant reminder that <sighs> somebody was peeking in on you. Yeah. Well, let's get off of this gypsy or whatever the heck she is. Uh, yeah, just keep us up to date. But yes, you have a brand new story this week. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Please continue. Well, when this, when this happened at the time, it wasn't that funny. But now looking back, I figured you would probably enjoy it. Uh, for You know this, but for people that don't know, I cannot sleep without a fan. Oh, I'm the same way. I have to have that fan noise going. I just can't sleep without it. And I don't just have a regular old box fan or like a little miniature mini fan. I went out and bought this like industrial paint drying fan that uh, like people put up in shops and stuff like to... Basically a shop fan. Basically, yeah. And it is extremely loud and extremely powerful. It's like a wind tunnel. I mean, it's just crazy. But you get awesome sleep because it drowns out all the noise and it just creates a nice environment. It doubles kind of like a white noise machine, 
blocks everything else out. I'm the same way. I can't sleep without a fan. I, I use one year round. You know, when it's cold, I, I'll face it towards the wall, but I, I'll still use it. Yeah, it's weird to me. I can't. I can't sleep with like dead silence. It's just that's all I can focus on. That I just can't relax. Because it, if you had dead silence, you would hear the creepy lady pressed up against your window. Christopher, <laughs> it's one a.m. How come you're not out here relieving yourself? <laughs> Get your big butt outside. <laughs> Take your leak. I came to see you. I came. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So anyway, you have an industrial size fan. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's get off this gypsy. So anyway, I got this big industrial size fan, and man, you know, I've <laughs> I've had this thing for two or three years, not cleaned it once. Um, that also doesn't surprise me. Anyway. uh a couple of my childhood friends came into town. We're hanging out, and uh, and one of them, Brady, who came down and visit, he ended up knocking it off that night, knocking on the ground or whatever. And so I thought it was broke. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, I, did, I didn't even turn it back on. And then the next day came, so I'm in there, and everybody's gone home. Well, I go to shower, and typically I dry off in the shower or whatever, and change everything in there. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of hot outside. And I took a really hot shower. So I went in my room, flipped the fan over to, to kind of cool me down. Dude, I turned that thing on. And it blows hair, dirt, grime, <laughs> cobwebs, whatever the heck's in there, all over me. <laughs> so basically when he knocked on the ground, he probably jarred all that stuff loose. Yeah, freaking Brady jarred all that crap loose. <laughs> and it was like, I mean, dude, this thing shot out. You know how fast that air blows? Yeah. Shot out like a rocket and just covered me like everywhere, just in lint, hair, whatever got sucked in that fan. Looked like this big, Bigfoot creature roaming back out of the room. Yeah, I looked like the uh, basically a, a Bigfoot or like a mangy grizzly bear. <laughs> I was like, come on, like, can I catch a break? I was like, well, back in the shower. Did you actually go take another shower? I had to. I ain't gonna go up and walk around like a fuzzball. Like crap stuck to my arm. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing all right, guys. I didn't bother wearing a shirt because I'm <laughs> wearing a shirt made out of garbage that was in my fan. <laughs> I got a lint shirt. Look at me. <laughs> now, well, I had to jump back in the shower. And then my freaking all that stuff clogged my shower. I'm like, come <laughs> on, guys. So, well, it's not uh, a great day for Chris. Yeah, that's basically it. And the shower... When you'll find out, and you probably take a shower in there later, it's still kind of clogged. I haven't fixed it yet. Oh, well, I appreciate that. But you got a few minutes where it gets nasty. Uh, I'll be fast. I mean, I, apparently I have to be. I'll just remember not to use your fan when I get done and come out. Well, the, no, the fan's clean. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it shot all over me, unfortunately. <laughs> it's probably working better now than it has in years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's running. It's a well-oiled machine in there. All right, Chris. Good story as usual. I always like when you open up the show with a story. I am going to say let's go ahead and move on because this week we actually have quite a bit of entertainment news. A couple of other things I was wanting to bring up, uh, but uh, I'm going to start off with what is to me the biggest piece of news, and that is AMC theaters are coming out and saying that they will no longer show Universal movies in their theaters. Chris, have you heard anything about this? Yeah, I have, and... um. It's, that's actually, you're like, that's huge news. However, 
I just don't think AMC is going to stick to this for very long. I think that was like a. I think this really put out to be a big scare for everybody else. You would have to think that. First off, for people that don't really know, AMC Theaters is the biggest theater chain in the United States. And for them to say that they're not going to show movies that are put out by Universal Pictures is really a big deal because it kind of changes the way that we take in entertainment, depending on how you look at it. And what I'm saying is, like some of the Universal movie franchises are like Fast and the Furious, Jurassic World, those new Halloween movies, there's another one of those coming out this year, the Candyman reboot. Chris, that's just a couple of the properties that Universal has. And for them to not show those movies in the AMC theaters cuts out a huge profit margin for both AMC and for Universal. So that's why I don't think that AMC will stick to this. I really think it was just a big scare tactic because all this happened because of that troll movie, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Let me kind of break it down. Troll 2, a.k.a. Troll World Tour, was supposed to come out in theaters like normal. Of course, all this COVID-19 stuff happened, the theaters shut down, and Universal decided to go ahead and release it on VOD in order to make some money. Now, the thing is, Universal and all of the big studios that release movies, they have contracts with these theaters. They have contracts saying that they will release these movies to theaters. What Universal did was they broke their contract, just said, basically, screw you, Universal, and (laughs) releases the VOD. And they're saying, well, this was such a big hit that we might just start doing this with a lot of movies. And and to be honest, and this is probably going to be a very unpopular opinion, because people love going to the, to the theaters, but I, I I wish that's how all the movies were, where you could just, if you wanted to, go ahead and just buy it on demand right then and there, instead of having to go out to a theater. That, that's just me, though. I like the accessibility of that, but... Chris, you know, just like with a lot of things, I'm just, I'm old school. Yeah. I don't necessarily like getting out to the theaters a lot, but there's certain movies that I definitely want to see in theaters. I think it's nice to have the option, but if it means that theaters are going to start shutting down or different things like that, then I'd say let's just keep the status quo and keep it the way it is. I'm kind of with you, and I think that eventually... Uh, one of these companies is going to back down because at the end of the day, you know, it's about making money for these guys and there's just too much money to be lost by doing this. And I, I, I think Universal is going to end up apologizing or something because it, it would be foolishness to put a movie out, especially a huge uh, franchise film and not have it in as many theaters as possible. Oh yeah, and that's the same way I feel. I mean, it'll it'll it's going to get worked out. I mean, one way or the other. Yeah, and, and they're you know Universal's like, oh well, uh, Trolls made over a hundred million dollars on VOD, and that's that's huge. Well, yeah, that might be huge, but what would Trolls would have made? You know, what would that have made in the theater? I'm sure it probably would have made more than that, more money. Yeah, that is interesting, and like you said, talked about you know being old school and actually having the experience in the theater is that you know I've watched some movies in in the theater and loved them because of all of like the big cinematic experience and and whatnot. And then I've watched them on the regular TV and I didn't like it as much. So that does play a big part in them, especially action films or just big cinematic features. That that does play a huge part for it. So. 
you can't just do away with that experience and, and it and it won't go away i mean this video on demand stuff i'm sure it, i mean just happened because of the everything shut down because of the coronavirus but uh, it, it'll get back to normal i'm sure yeah at the end of the day uh even though technology is changing you can still make more money by putting a movie in theaters so I, I do think it'll get worked out. We'll keep people kind of up to date on this because to me, this is actually a big piece of entertainment news. And, uh, you know, we're going to follow the story and see if anything changes. But Chris, I want to move on from the big screen to the small screen for the next two pieces of news I want to bring up to you. Have you heard that they're making a new Goosebump show? Yes, I have. And uh, what have you heard about it? Do what? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm sitting two feet from you, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> and what have you heard about it? Well, I've heard they're coming out with a new show. The main thing I was actually curious about was if it was going to be like for children or for adults. And from what the article sounds, it's like it's going to be kind of a mixture of both, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, they have said that it's going to be a high-end show that's aimed at adults and children. And I'm kind of like you. That got me excited. I grew up with the Goosebumps books. You know, they were huge in the 90s when I was growing up. And uh, they had, of course, they've had a couple of movies since then. And they've also had uh, another show before this that debuted in the 90s. And Chris, we were talking about that before we started recording this. I want to tell you something. You know, people make fun of that show from the 90s. That show ain't no joke. <laughs> I want to tell you something. Me and my old roommate, Philip. For whatever reason, we're like, man, let's start watching some old Goosebumps. I haven't seen them since I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, man, I just don't know if I want to waste my time watching this because I know it's not going to be good. You know, it's going to be poorly made, cheap, just a 90s show. You're scared that if you revisit it, it won't live up to the expectations you had on it. Exactly, because when you're a kid, Goosebumps scared the crap out of you. Yeah. All those little walking gnomes, the mask that that chick puts on to get stuck through her face. Like, ah. (laughs) I, I vaguely remember. Well... That stuff used to terrify me. Anyway, so it's like a few years ago, and me and Philip sit down and start watching this. <laughs> you know, like every Goosebumps episode will have that twist. And I can't even remember what the episode was, but we're sitting there watching it, and the twist comes, and <laughs> dude, my jaw is dropped. <laughs> I look over at Philip, I'm like, dude, can you believe that? And he just starts laughing at me. He's because like, you're surprised by this twist. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, it's hooked me. It's got its hooks in deep and it's dragging me in. I'm so, like, dude. So basically, it's kind of like a dude pops up and says, and I've been here the whole time. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, it was him. Look it over was him. the man with the hook. I told him, I was like, dude, clear your schedule. For the next few nights, we're having a Goosebumps marathon. And I... And I <laughs> Whereas he was just enjoying it because I was enjoying it so much, I'm sure. <laughs> but every night for like the next week or two, we would go home and watch Goosebumps. Like a bunch of little kids. And every episode I was like, can you believe this guy? <laughs> That's, the thing I remember the most about the old Goosebumps show from the 90s is like, it started the opening, basically the opening where like the briefcase opens up. And all like the scripts blow off into the the wind, yeah. and it shows a dog on the porch just sitting there, and then his his eyes start glowing <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Like I guess he's sinister, but that's about all I really remember from the old show. You know, there's just some guy in a little a studio. They they just they went and just filmed random things, and were like, "Hey, 
make this creepy. Yeah, put a little spookiness on this. He's like, oh, I got it. Green eyes on the dog. That'll do the trick. The, the books have sold over 400 million copies worldwide. You know, movies, shows. I mean, it's a big, you know, business. And I am definitely looking forward to a new show coming out because I did like the show. I remember liking it a lot when I was growing up. I just don't remember a whole lot about it. But I remember that I was a fan of it and the books. Go back and watch it now. You might be shocked. It's on Netflix, ain't it? I don't think Goosebumps is on Netflix. I need to check, but I'm pretty sure it's not on there. If it is, I'll check it out. I wouldn't mind taking a nostalgia stroll, but I'll look into it. But Chris, from here, we have to move on to some news that's even spookier and scarier. And I'm not even joking about this. Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic, (laughs) Tiger King himself, in a scripted television series that is supposed to air on CBS. Chris, (laughs) what do you think about Nicolas Cage portraying Joe Exotic? Man, one thing I've learned about Nicolas Cage is there is no role that he will turn down. I think that out of everybody at Hollywood... I think he's the man for the job. He yeah, de- he could definitely pull it off. It's just I remember when I, I just I wasn't expecting that, and I heard that I thought it was a joke. I started really sitting there thinking about it. I was like, you know what, Nicholas Cage probably could really pull this role off. Yeah, because he's just I mean he's out there. Yeah, but, he has uh, some pretty strange performances. It's like he's either playing someone that's really mundane and soft spoken and kind of blah. Or he's playing some crazy lunatic. It don't really seem like he has an in-between most of the time. And he probably, I'm not even sure what the last thing he's been in that I've seen, but he probably needs the work. So, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I think he does a lot of like straight to VOD movies and stuff now. I might even be wrong. The last thing that I remember him being in was the National Treasure movies, and I know those have been a little while ago. last thing I watched him in was The Wicker Man. <laughs> like 20 years ago let me tell you something we all know i hate wicker furniture <laughs> i hated the wicker man movie that much more all <laughs> <laughs> oh, even worse than wicker furniture is wicker men <laughs> i remember sitting down i don't know why i sat there and watched that it was so awful i couldn't just stop and oh I watched it too, and I, I, I got we're getting way off topic here, <laughs> but there's a scene in The Wicker Man where, and I can't remember what the situation is, but Nicolas Cage is dressed up like a bear, <laughs> and it shows him shuffling through a crowd, just like, I don't know, it looked kind of like me running if I ran, <laughs> shuffling through a crowd, he rolls up to a woman, takes his big hairy paw, and smashes her in the face. <laughs> I remember the ground. I come out of nowhere too. All of a sudden, he just comes out and just clocks this old bride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what the heck is going on? Oh, Smokey the Bear, mofo. <laughs> Down she went like a sack of potatoes. And I, that's all I remember. I don't remember why, what the situation was. Just remember her claw. I remember him clobbering this woman in a bear suit. That's all you really need to know about the Wicker Man. Yeah, that's the best part. Okay, we got a. <laughs> Well, this wicker man tangent we went on. Let's... Yeah, the important thing to know is Nicolas Cage, if he can pull off an abusive bear, <laughs> he can definitely pull off Joe Exotic. Just replace bear with tigers and leave everything else the same. And you have Tiger King, the scripted series with Nicolas Cage. 
Okay, now let's talk about something else super cool that I fit, that I found out, and that is they're going to do a sequel to Demolition Man. Okay, Chris, let me let's just stop right there, and slow it down, <laughs> because for me, this is actually the most exciting piece of entertainment news that I've heard. Because I think you're like me. Uh, Demolition Man was an action movie with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. I think I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. That came out in 1993. And for me personally, I feel like this is one of, if not the most, underrated action movie of the 1990s. Dude, it's really good. And there's so many people I know that have that have never even heard of that movie, which is to me sounds crazy. Oh, yeah, I would put that up against any other action movie from the 90s. I think that's like one of Stallone's best performances. It's it's probably my favorite Wesley Snipes movie besides possibly the first Blade. But yeah, it, it's, it's really good. It also has Sandra Bullock in it. it it's, a good, it's a great movie. Dude, dude, Wesley Snipes, his performance in that movie was incredible, I thought. Just, he played like the perfect twisted like villain, I guess. Oh yeah, it's great. How often have you have you heard me go "yoo-hoo"? Probably at least twenty times a day. <laughs> well, I, I got that from that movie, that part where Wesley Snipes' characters whist or hollering at the dude that's trying to escape, and I'm doing it quietly because I don't want to do this into the mic and it be crazy loud. But he's like "yoo-hoo." <laughs> and I freaking started saying that, and I've said that ever since then. It's funny, because I've never, I've never put that together until now, but that makes so much sense. But you remember him doing that in the movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, I just thought that was so funny when he did that, and I started doing it. But yeah, if you haven't seen Demolition Man, seek it out. It's real, it's real cheap now on DVD or Blu-ray, and it may be on a streaming service, but recently... Sylvester Stallone was doing a Q&A and for whatever reason someone asked him about Demolition Man asked him if a sequel would ever happen and he actually said that yes they were currently working on a sequel to, to Demolition Man and dude that just made me so happy I hope this is actually going to take off instead of getting into that developmental process where nothing ever really irons out I mean, there's a good chance, and I thought about that too. There's always a good chance they could go into development hell. But honestly, I just got so excited to hear that they're at least trying to make a sequel to Demolition Man that I still wanted to bring it up today. Yeah, that's big news because, I mean, I love Sylvester Stallone. I love Wesley Snipes. I mean, I'm not even sure what the last thing I've seen him in was, but it's been years since I've watched a movie, a movie with him in it. You know, it's been a long time since I've seen him in a movie, but I really think if given the chance, he would bring an awesome performance if he could be in the sequel somehow, because, spoiler alert, he died at the end of the first one. Yeah. The rest of the main characters survived. Uh, Stallone, Sandra Bullock, but he kicked the bucket by Stallone's hands. But in that type of a movie, it's a science fiction type of movie, they could find a way to bring him back if they wanted to. Yeah, because uh, Sylvester Stallone's character, he's not from that time. I can't remember how that all fits in, but he's from the past, ain't he? Like he's... he's yes, yeah, so they're, they're both... Both uh, Snipes and Stallone are from the past. What it is is uh, in the future, they instead of just putting people in prison, they actually freeze them in blocks of ice, and that's how they serve out their sentencing. So they don't age... 
and they find themselves further into the future i can't remember what year it takes place in but uh wesley snipes is thought out and he goes on a uh killing spree to simplify it and they they have a lot of trouble trying to bring him down so they thaw out sylvester stallone to come out and deal with him now you might be asking yourself why is stallone in prison and all these different things i'm not going to go into any more details on it because if that piques your interest at all i definitely would recommend this movie it also has quite a bit of comedy in it great action scenes it's a really good movie demolition man Go out and get it today. Check it out before the sequel comes out in 15 years. <laughs> and they'll all be 80 years old. <laughs> Still trying to work it out. Now, Chris, so far, we've talked a lot about movies and TV. There's actually a TV show that I've discovered on, t- on, well, on TV that I've really been enjoying. Have you ever heard of Dark Side of the Ring? Yes. And I actually love that series. I, I don't have that channel, but I, whenever they release on YouTube, I watch them when I can. I love that. Oh, so they actually put the shows on YouTube. I didn't know that. Uh, some of them they do. Uh, some of them are like bootleg that I try to watch that are no good. But uh, yeah, some of those they do. So if you don't have the Vice Network, which it actually airs on, get on YouTube and uh, go on that Vice YouTube channel and look up Dark Side of the Ring, and they should have a couple episodes on there if you want to try it out. My biggest selling point for Dark Side of the Ring is it appeals to more than just wrestling fans. And I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Dark Side of the Ring is a documentary-style show that focuses on controversial subjects in professional wrestling. If I had to explain it to somebody, i basically say it's a behind-the-music only for wrestlers. And here's the thing, like he said, and Ryan is not a wrestling fan. He didn't grow up, he did not grow up watching wrestling. I am the farthest away from wrestling. I've never sat down and watched a full match of wrestling ever in my life. And see, I did. I grew up as a kid watching it. And I guess the the one episode I will talk about is the Chris Benoit episode because whenever I was a kid, he was like he was my favorite wrestler. Okay, yeah, I've seen the episodes. I know who you're talking about. And um, and that episode, man, especially whether you're a fan or not, especially if you are a fan, that episode is so good because it gives you a great insight of to how he spiraled out of control the way he did. And it's just, man, it's probably one of the best like little documentary things I've ever seen. It's really good, well put together. It also that episode also chronicles his son and and um. Kind of how he's dealt, how he's dealt with his father's death and all the drama that happened, but it's a really good series. Yeah, it's honestly it's crazy to me some of these stories. A lot of it is that it's it's just bizarre. Like true life is more bizarre than fiction because I mean a lot of these guys end up being murderers or they get murdered or they end up working for the mob or get hardcore into drugs. I mean, it's just a ton of crazy stories. And that's why I compare it to Behind the Music. Because you have those bands on there just constantly, you know, getting into all this excess and craziness. And and that's kind of what happens in Dark Side of the Ring. But the stories are so interesting that it doesn't even matter if you've ever watched a wrestling match. These are good, interesting stories that are well put together with good interviews and good music and it's just a very entertaining show 
that shows a lot of the drama that a lot of the fans didn't know about. Even people that were actual fans of, of the show, of wrestling, a lot of those stories from behind the scenes. And even for someone like me that's a novice that doesn't know wrestling, half of the people they talk about on there, I've never even heard before. But the episodes are so well put together and the stories are so interesting, I still really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It's incredible. I mean, just because you think about how, like, the hard lives they live. I mean, because you're being a wrestler, you know, you're in the entertainment business, but you're also, you know, sacrificing your body every night. Yeah. So it's just, it's almost like double, you know, double the dose of damage. And And it talks about a lot of them get, you know, addicted to painkillers and alcohol and all this different stuff. Yeah. It's it's really, it's fast. It's sad and it's fascinating and it's almost unbelievable. Um, just like of, of all the stories that get told on there, but I would definitely recommend this. Um, like like we like we've stated previously, whether you're a fan or not, it is extremely interesting and it's a great docu series. Yeah, it's called Dark Side of the Ring. It is currently in its second season, and it's airing on Viceland. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday nights. But like Chris said earlier, if you like to just kind of take a peek at it and kind of see what it's about. Then there's some episodes on YouTube. I'm assuming probably on the Viceland YouTube channel. But if you just type in Dark Side of the Ring, I'm sure it'll come up. You guys check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay, Ryan. Now let's get into a very important part of the show. Heavy Set Reviews. Today we got us a name brand versus generic showdown with Doritos Nacho Cheese Chips versus the Great Value brand. And we got Mountain Dew versus the Great Value Mountain Lightning. Now that's what I'm talking about. Enough. I mean, I love movies. I love TV. It's great to talk about it. But Chris, our true passion is always going to be food. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad to finally get to the meat of this. And by meat, I mean Doritos chips. <laughs> First off, I want to say that we're doing this because of a recommendation or my bad, a request from someone that listens and he actually asked for cool ranch chips unfortunately i could not find the off brand of cool ranch chips it was one of those days where i walked into walmart i was looking for three specific things they literally did not have any of those things so instead of just scrapping the whole thing i was like screw it i still want to do this because i think it'll be interesting so we're doing a nacho cheese great value tortilla chips and the doritos against the name brand doritos and we're doing mountain dew versus mountain lightning which is the great value or walmart brand or off brand of mountain dew and chris i'm actually really glad we did this i found the results very interesting dude i (laughs) you know i was shocked because i sat there for like 10 minutes afterwards thinking like man like how can we we should have done this years ago yeah i actually felt the same way because for those who don't know we did a blind taste test where i i hand fed ryan chips (laughs) instead of just him putting two bowls in front of me he said okay you ready close your eyes and open your mouth (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) shove a chip in your mouth I looked at him like, I'm sure there's a better way to do this. He said, no. Open your mouth. (laughs) Open your mouth, Ryan. 
and close your eyes. <laughs> I'm not dirty in extra bowls or chips. We're just gonna we're brothers. We we can feed each other. Yeah, we can we can trust each other. So we did it. We did the blind taste test. Uh, Chris, let's start with the chips. You want to say which one you preferred and kind of talk about it a little bit? Okay, first off, it, 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 I actually got the chips correct. I guessed them right whenever he fed them to me. <laughs> and here you go, Chris. Nom, nom, nom. And honestly, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, dude, you cannot tell the difference. Yeah. I actually preferred the name brand Doritos. I think that's what I actually picked that I, that I liked the best, which, I, you know, of course, I didn't know what I what I had at the time, but it's an extremely similar taste, basically the same chip. The only thing that's different is the great value version of the Doritos is a softer chip. Yeah, if that makes any sense, slightly less crunch, but I, I mean very, very slightly. Chris, I, I'm the same as you. I, I was very surprised because I couldn't tell the difference between these chips. Yeah, I mean, dude, you could seriously... I guarantee, like, nine times out of ten, you take those uh, Doritos and you put them in the great value bag or vice versa. No one's going to know. There's yeah. no way you could tell. Now, the Doritos cost a little over $3 at our Walmart, and it was a nine-ounce bag. Now, the great value was a little over $2, and the bag was 15 ounces. So it's less price, a lower cost, and you're getting more chips. And Chris, from now on, if I do buy those chips, I will always get the great value. I had no idea that they tasted pretty much exactly the same. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, that, like you just said, that this will change the way that I shop for chips. Because, you know, and that kind of goes to show you, like, for, like, packaging and stuff. Of course, because, of course, Doritos has a good-looking package. But all that stuff will, will make your food, it will trick your brain into making your food taste better. Because you, you look at that a great value bag, there ain't nothing special about it. It's not flashy, but it tastes exactly the same. It, it seriously does. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of times when we do reviews on the show, I, I dive into the packaging and talk about it, how it pops out to you or whatever. But in this case, I don't feel like packaging is important. You know, when you want nacho cheese tortilla chips you know you know you want them it's not like you, you have to have a package kind of catch your eye and lure you in you kind of already you know you, it's on your agenda and in this case i definitely have to give it to the uh generic of the nacho cheese tortilla chips because it tastes just the same as doritos there was no noticeable difference to me and just because of the cost being lower, I'm definitely going to go with the Great Value brand. Same here. I mean, generic wins because of what you just said. Super low cost and taste exactly like Doritos. Okay, Chris. Mountain Dew versus Mountain Lightning. What was your preference? Okay, see, this is uh, what's pretty cool about this. Well, the funny thing is, I I don't like Mountain Dew really. That might hardly ever drink Mountain Dew. I'm more of a mellow yellow guy. And I, I, I've not drank, this is the first time I've drank a regular Mountain Dew in years. I'm a fan of Diet Mountain Dew or Mountain Dew Zero, but this is the first time I drank regular Mountain Dew or Mountain Lightning in a very long time. What I can tell you about Mountain Dew and Mountain Lightning from when I was younger and actually drank it, I remember being a kid and preferring Mountain Lightning over Mountain Dew. 
I was always like that. Didn't really know why, just to me, it just tastes better. But anyway, for the blind taste test, we'd pour these in itty bitty teacups. <laughs> I mean, Ryan sipped them like we're having okay, tea time. Okay, I just got to stop you right here because Chris originally said to me, we did this after we did the chip taste test. And he said, all right, Ryan, close your eyes. I'm going to pour this into your mouth. <laughs> I was like, no, Chris. Yeah. I draw the line there. Just dirty a glass. God Please, forbid I wash out. a couple of teacups out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. I'm not, I do not trust you to do this. All I'm saying is I've gotten, you can look in my sink. I'm taking care of the whole dishes thing. I just don't want to add more to it. No, Ryan, I'm not going to dirty a glass. Here, drink it out of my hand. <laughs> I'm like, no, Chris. Here, Ryan, take shots out of my belly button. <laughs> oh, man. Anywho. That was, that was, I'm surprised you didn't recommend that. <laughs> it's going to add to the dewy flavor, trust me. So, yeah, so we pour, and this was another blind taste test. We had no idea what, what we were drinking first or last. And then we were both trying to examine the colors, thinking we, that we could tell. Identical. And, and yeah, you, like, you, you can't tell a difference. And so... uh for me, and I actually guess the flavor's right. And this is what I'll say about Mountain Lightning versus Mountain Dew is, in my opinion, trying both back to back. Mountain Lightning has more of a, if you want to call it a dewy flavor. <laughs> <laughs> really, I should say a citrus flavor. Yeah. It is more citrusy. And for me, that's what I like because to me, I think Mountain Dew is too artificial of a citrus flavor. That's why I prefer Mellow Yellow. To me, it's more of a, a natural citrusy soda, if that makes any sense. Okay, for me, like, as far as the citrus flavor, I really couldn't tell a difference. I mean, they're both, I mean, that sweetness for both of them kind of cuts through for me. It didn't taste bad. I mean, you know, it tastes like Mountain Dew. I mean, everybody knows what Mountain Dew tastes like. They taste almost identical, but for me, Mountain Lightning had a little bit more carbonation and maybe a little bit more of an aftertaste, not an unpleasant aftertaste, but I just felt like it lingered a little bit longer. Yeah, so what's funny is, so for me, and it all comes for this one, you know, generic wins out again. I, I, I agree with you. Because I, I prefer the Mountain Lightning over the Mountain Dew. And like everybody knows, if you listen to the show, if I drink soda, I'm going to drink diet. I don't want all that extra sugar. And one trademark of diet soda is usually the carbonation is always more prevalent there. You have more carbonation, more of that burning afterwards. And I enjoy that. And Mountain Lightning had that. It wasn't as smooth as Mountain Dew. It had more of that carbonation that I enjoy. So once again, I'm also going with the generic and saying Mountain Lightning was better. So what did we learn today? Well... We learned that we are big Walmart fans. Yeah, I, I was honestly surprised, Chris. I wasn't expecting to. And, I, and by the way, when we were guessing these with the blind taste test, I missed both of them. I preferred uh, the Mountain Lightning and the Great Value Nacho Cheese Chip over the other ones. And, I, and since I liked those the best, I said, that's Dorito and Mountain Dew. I was wrong both times, and I was like, dang, I'm surprised. But I actually preferred the generic. I'm with you. Yeah, it is crazy. You know, I knew I knew that it was going to be close, but not that close. I just had no idea. So, yeah, everybody, I don't get caught up by the name brand, man. Go great value all the way. Yeah, sorry, Josh. I'm sorry we couldn't do the Cool Ranch, but uh, 
I am going to keep my eye out and we will do another edition of this. Actually, now that we've done this edition of it, I'm actually more interested because I'm curious what more generic stuff or products are out there that tastes better or just as good and that I'm overpaying on by buying, by buying the name brand. Sounds like it's going to be a weekly segment, maybe. I don't know about that. i tell you what, something else Josh also recommended that I've never had is black pepper potato chips. We've got to try those. I will be. I actually looked and didn't see them. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if it was a bad chip day or what, <laughs> but I was not finding these things. But I'll keep my eye out, and there will be another, a, basically a part two to this. Continuing with our food coverage, our favorite coverage, we want to move on to discontinued junk food. Me and Chris both have lots of sodas and junk food from the past that we love that they no longer make. Chris, do you want to start off? Basically, what we're going to do is we're just going to br- both bring up two uh, foods apiece, one soda and one actual junk food that's no longer in production, and we're going to talk about it. Maybe you remember it, maybe you don't, but if you don't, I definitely wish you could have checked these out because they are all very delicious. Chris, do you want to start us off? Yes, I will. And for me, I'm going to start out, well, I'm going to start out with my number one, which is Pepsi Blue. Pepsi Blue was introduced in August of 2002, and it was discontinued in May of 2004 in North America. I've got just, and for me, this is like so nostalgic because I was I was a kid during that time, a young kid, and I remember seeing those Pepsi Blue commercials. I remember they had a commercial with Papa Roach, Dang. like it's like a crazy weird rock commercial. Of course, me loving rock music, I was like, man, I gotta get some of that Pepsi Blue. <laughs> Is a Papa Roach is drinking it, I need to be drinking it. You know, I I never, I don't know why, but I never try Pepsi Blue. Oh, man, me and Justy Bug used to go into the sit-go down here, which is no longer there anymore. But I remember remember going in there like all the time and we would get that Pepsi Blue. My memory of Pepsi Blue is hearing you talk about it extensively for the last several years. And to describe the flavor for everybody, it was meant to be a blueberry slash like raspberry mix of soda and super sweet. It it actually kind of tastes like cotton candy. Probably way too. I probably wouldn't even like it now if I tried it again. Yeah. Of course, we're about to get get into a story here. And so this is on the show for two years and then, then it just then they got rid of it in North America. So ever since then, I've been on a mission, a journey to try to find this. And Ryan's witnessed this. I mean, I have called, Ryan has witnessed me calling the Pepsi company and requesting that they bring back Pepsi Blue. Oh, yeah, it's quite a sight to see. I literally, I have called the Pepsi, the Pepsi company so much, I got the same woman a few times. And she knew me. She, she, like, she learned who I was. Yeah, didn't she like call you the Pepsi Blue guy? Yeah, she's like, are you the Pepsi Blue guy? I'm like, yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> you know, you're the only person in the world that's trying to find the soda, right? I, I know I've got a problem, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> I she know was it's pretty unhealthy, but <laughs> she was cool about it. I mean, she actually told me she's like, I've, "I've been sending your requests off to your local Pepsi dealers and the Pepsi company." So I told her, I was like, "I know you get a thousand of these calls a day." She's like, "Yeah, well, not all the calls I actually follow through with." <laughs> she's like, "I make sure I get yours sent to the people." Oh, that's nice. And thing she told me was, she said, um, "You know, they always said that they always said that they would never bring back Crystal Pepsi." And, and they did. And they did. So she goes, hopefully in a few years, they'll bring back Pet. They'll bring back uh, Pepsi Blue for you. Hasn't happened yet. So 
as you know, I've got a problem with this. I'm on a mission to get it. I even joined for a while like a Pepsi Blue fan club. <laughs> it's, I know it's ridiculous. But um, <clears throat> I found out that in the Philippines and Indonesia, they still make Pepsi Blue. And it's one of the more popular drinks over there. So I was like, oh, crap. Like, this is it. I, it's, they still make it. I, I can get my hands on it. How long did it take you to buy a <laughs> buy a plane ticket and fly out there? <laughs> well, I'd <laughs> you plane. would have been a giant. <laughs> I need Pepsi Blue. <laughs> we got this ogre in this village looking for Pepsi Blue. He's drinking us out of house and home over hey, here. There's a Shrek sighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have mixed well in Indonesia. Imagine the toilets over there. Oh yeah, you would destroy them. I think I'm pretty sure the Literally. toilet. I think a toilet over there is just a hole in the ground, like just like eh, squat down, dude. I blow my knees out doing that. Yeah, we were not built for that. <laughs> but anyway, I find out that I can order this from from Indonesia, from from this little fan group I was in, and um, so <laughs> I ordered two bottles of Pepsi Blue from Indonesia. You remember this? I got pictures yeah, okay. of it somewhere. Okay, I got to stop it right here. I got to ask you, how much did it cost you to buy two bottles <laughs> of Pepsi Blue soda from Indonesia and have them mail it to the United States? I made a uh, deal with myself that I would never actually tell anybody, not even <laughs> you, how much money I spent on to have that order from Indonesia to Arkansas. I mean, I know you're not Scrooge McDuck. You don't have a money bin that you're swimming around in. <laughs> so I just have to ask. And I know you said you were never telling me. I thought if I brought it up on the podcast, I might could get it out of you. I think before, we kind of talked about this before. I think I told you it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. Way off. I lied. I lied to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I, you I, lied. That's why I brought it up again. I, I, couldn't fa- I couldn't face you guys and tell you how much I was. I still won't. But anyway... I spent too moving much. On. Spent too much money on this. It was stupid. Do not do it. Well, anyway, dude, I'm a. I, I've been after this for years. Super big fan of this. I finally comes in. I waste no time. Also, notice in Indonesia they only have like twelve ounce bottles. They don't have twenty ounces. So I paid a crap load <laughs> for twelve ounce freaking bottles. The hits just keep on coming. But it's a nice blue color. Very like blue is a very appetizing color. So. I'm like, it's finally like all this, the search is over. I finally found it. I might've broke the bank doing it, but it's in my hands. It's been a long treacherous journey, but finally you're at your destination. So Flavorville. Exactly. I put these bad boys in the cooler, get them out, pour them in a glass, start drinking them. This isn't the same soda. Oh man. I was duped. (laughs) This It was supposed to be this soda from when I was a kid. I've done some more digging. Find out that it is a, it's, it's their own version of Pepsi Blue. It is a slight hint of blueberry flavor in a Pepsi. So it's not actually the same recipe that was released in the United States called Pepsi Blue. Yeah, it's, it's a total. It's, it's all on its own. They use the same name. And, of course, it's kind of branded the same way because it's a, a blue Pepsi. And it was good. I mean, it was it's a, a light blueberry flavor, and it was good. But, Ryan, <laughs> I was heartbroken. I really feel like you may have should have done that digging about the flavor before he placed the huge order. I know. I should have. Well, the fan group got me hollow hot and heavy about it once I found it. Because here's the reason why I did pay that much. I forgot to tell you this. Uh, 
Pepsi was pulling out of the Indonesian market. And okay. so, and he can't get it from the Philippines. He can't order it. So once I found out that Pepsi was pulling out of Indonesia, I had to order that because then I, that was my last chance. It put the pressure on you. Yeah, so that's why I really jumped the gun on it, paid that much money. But anyway, I got we need to be talking about Pepsi Blue so much. I need to move on to my other one. Wait, wait. How about I go next? I'll reveal my soda, and we'll go back to you. How's that sound? That sounds good. Go for it. Chris, my soda happens to be my favorite Christmas soda. I know a lot of times with Christmas, people associate Coca-Cola because of the polar bear commercials that are really big around that time frame. But for me, I have to go with Pepsi just like you. Because in in the holiday season of 2004, and again for the holiday season of 2006, Pepsi put out Pepsi Holiday Spice. Chris, do you remember this? Yes, and that was actually a very good soda. It was actually our dad's favorite, too, at the time. Everything from the flavor to the packaging to the commercials, I loved everything about this soda. It was very Christmassy. What it was was a Pepsi Cola with ginger and cinnamon flavors put in. It was released during the Christmas season of those two years, 04, and they brought it back in 06. And I just love the soda. I thought the taste was very unique, and I just enjoyed the heck out of it. And like you said, I know the whole family, including Dad, really liked this soda. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. And what's funny is, like, you try to describe the flavor and what it was like. It tastes just like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really does. It's And a lot of people are hearing that and thinking, what the heck does Christmas taste like? It tastes like Pepsi Holiday Spice. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> But the label, I just remember seeing the bottle, and it was just so Christmassy. It's hard to explain. It was like that traditional old-fashioned Christmas. It's like it almost made you feel like you needed this soda to be a part of your Christmas celebration. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a really good soda. I remember being like extremely sad when it, when it went away also. I didn't like it as much as I did Pepsi Blue, but it was great. This is one of my favorite sodas, definitely full sugar sodas. I would love, absolutely love, if this would start coming back every Christmas season. I'm really sad it didn't. I would love, just like you with Pepsi Blue, I'd love to see this make a comeback. But yeah, that's Pepsi Holiday Spice. And Chris, we want to move on to your uh, food choice. Okay, so for my food choice, Ryan, I have French Toast Crunch cereal. Okay. So, this cereal was introduced in 1996, and they discontinued it in 2006. However, Ryan, and the the fans were crying out, like, we need French Toast toast Crunch cereal. We need it back on the shelves. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say to you is, I'm pretty sure I still see French Toast Crunch. I know I've bought some in the last couple of years. So, on December 5th in 2014... They re-release French Toast Crunch. Ah, so it's a victory story. So, yes, so it's a redemption story. So, and it's a great tasting cereal. I mean, it, it actually, it really tastes exactly like a French toast, just in a cereal form. It's I love it. Anybody that's a fan of artificial maple flavor needs to check this out. And I don't say that as a slap in the face. It's, a, it's actually a really good flavor, and, and I like it too. <clears throat> But I bring this up to say this. 
you know, they did, they discontinued this and the fans were crying out. They were like, we need this back on the shelves. So like I just said, in 2014, they brought it back and it's still selling today. Yeah, I definitely remember the riots in the street. <laughs> Bringing back French Toast Crunch. French Toast Nightmares. People throwing bricks through windows. <laughs> you got my sewer in there, son? <laughs> Dad, I heard you grew up on hard times. Son, you don't know what it was like back in the French Toast Riot days. He brings up one hand that's got French. The other hand's got toes tattooed on it. Tattooed on the knuckles? Yeah. <laughs> Even though, I guess it wouldn't fit. But you know what I'm trying to say. He's like, the, the, I imagine the kid hates French toast cereal. So I don't want to eat this. Like, son, your grandfather laid his life on the line for that cereal. You're going to eat it. You weren't around during the French toast wars. Well, we don't have any milk. Here, use this Pepsi Blue. <laughs> But anyway, the I'm reason actually, I'm actually glad you brought this up because it's always a great feeling when a food product that you love comes back from the grave. We've seen it with French Toast Crunch, uh, Crystal Pepsi. Uh, I know the cereal Oreo O's uh, did the same thing. Uh, the Monster cereals come back. It's just seasonally, but they still made a comeback. And it's always great to see this. And yeah, I agree with you. It's a great cereal, and I enjoy it. Which is my point. Everybody, join the Pepsi Blue Army. <laughs> Let's start Pepsi Blue Riots and get it back on the shelves. Well, wait, are you telling me that you picked this just so you could make everybody <laughs> join the Pepsi Blue Militia <laughs> in March? Listen, yeah, I, I do love French Toast Crunch cereal. However... The story behind it is a beautiful story of redemption. <laughs> a redemption story that could be used for Pepsi Blue. I just picture like a box of French Toast Crunch running up the stairs Rocky style and like throwing his hands in the air like, we did it, guys. I'm back on the shelves. <laughs> you didn't give up on me. Yeah, so everybody listening, join the Pepsi Blue Army. Call the heck out of Pepsi Company. Let's get it back on the shelves. Anyway, I'm actually curious to hear what your food, uh, discontinued food item is. Are you talking to me or to the fans? I'm talking to you. I was stuttering. I was looking around. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't making any eye contact with me. My glasses are falling down my nose looking at you like I'm an old woman. <laughs> tell, me, tell me your discontinued food item there, Ryan. Okay, Nanny. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be very anticlimactic after that brave teary-eyed rant that you just gave everybody about Pepsi Blue, but my last discontinued junk food is Keebler Magic Middles. Chris, this is before your time. Have you ever heard of these? I heard you rave about them a bunch, but I have no idea what it is. Basically, uh, Magic Middles were cookies that were made by Keebler. It's a shortbread cookie with a big dollop of fudge in the center. They also came with peanut butter centers, but I never tried those. These came out in the late 80s and were around and you know through the early 90s and our mom would buy these on occasion, not often, but on occasion. And I remember eating these and just feeling like I was in heaven eating these cookies. Just a gooey delicious chocolatey center the outside of the cookie was kind of crunchy and it would kind of crumble in your mouth 
when you bit into it. Oh, oh, Chris. <laughs> You're grossing me out here. You're sweating talking about this right now. Yeah, I just can't help it. I get this way when I think about magic middles. I don't know. <laughs> magic middles. These, of course, were discontinued. Uh, man, this was one of the best cookies I've ever had. I remember in the 2000s, probably like around 2010 or so, these just popped into my head, and I remembered these. And I was like, man, I think the name of those were Magic Middles. I remember they were delicious. And I went and I did a web search on Amazon to find them. They didn't show up. I, it was shortly after that I found out that these had been discontinued. Man, Chris, the life for these cookies was way too short. They, these were absolutely delicious. They need to be brought back in some shape, form, or fashion. I would love to see Keebler bring these back, just like you feel about Pepsi Blue and what actually happened with the comeback of French Toast Crunch. I would love to see a Holiday Spice start coming back for the holidays, and I would absolutely love it if Keebler brought Magic Middles back year-round, at least with the chocolate kind, because they were absolutely delicious. Well, maybe instead of writing a Christmas list to Santa and his elves, maybe need to write a list of the Keebler elves. <laughs> and be like, hey, fellas, uh, get back in your little cookie shed and start whipping these bad boys out. <laughs> Listen, Keeblers, I'm sick of your crap. <laughs> you need to get back to work. There's going to be some freaking consequences. I want to tell you. But I lived through the French toast riots, and I am not playing around. The French toast riots. But yeah, great cookies, great sodas, great cereal. These are all great picks. If you guys have any favorite discontinued foods, we'd love to hear about them. You can drop us a line on our Facebook group page, or you can also email us at theheavysetpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any foods or just any questions or suggestions, you know, we'd love to hear them. And if we can put them on the show, we definitely will. All right, Chris, let's move on to Heavy Set Go. Tips and tricks for Heavy Set guys and gals. It's been a couple shows since we've done this segment. We thought we'd bring it back. And we thought we'd come back strong with platform beds. Now, Chris, would you like to explain what a platform bed is? I'm tell you, platform beds, they're revolutionary in my opinion. I mean, I have slept on many beds and I have broke many <laughs> beds. Yeah. I've even had people tell me this was titanium steel birthed from volcanoes over in Europe. It's all crap. Don't <laughs> don't buy. It's all snake oil. I mean, and I listen, and look, it's it's rinky dinky. I mean, it looks like a cheap piece of crap. But mom had one. She had that little guest bedroom set up. Yeah. And she begged me, like, go back, you know, whenever we would stay over for the holidays or whatever. She's like, go back there and sleep on that bed. I'm like, mom, I ain't going back there because I don't have to buy you a new bed. Because I know when I get on that thing, I'm going to hear it screaming for its life. What? And she's like, no, I got a new uh, little platform bed frame. I didn't know what the heck that was. Yeah. And I was like, mom, I'm not doing it. So I didn't do it for like a year. Finally, one day, she's like, go back there and lay on it. I was like, okay. Went back there, sturdy as a mug. That thing wasn't going nowhere. And it's all like it's all metal, but there's uh, m- like multiple legs on it. So it, it can handle your weight distribution really well. And it'll, it, dude, it holds up. They make um, 
the frames that I get are uh, Zinus bed frame or platform bed frames. And the one I've got is like 4,000 pounds weight proof. Yeah, I have the exact same bed frame you have. And the, uh, the weight limit on it is 4,400 pounds. And like you were saying, it has nine points of contact. It has three legs down both sides. It also has three legs down the center of the bed. So, yeah, the distribution and everything is on point. I feel like we also need to tell people that with these bed frames, you also don't need a box spring. The mattress goes right onto the frame. Oh, that's great. And it's great for storage, too. You can slide all kinds of crap under there. And they're also relatively cheap. Yeah, I mean, I got a king-size bed. And so my bed frame for that was about like 100 bucks. Yeah. Which is a good price for that for a king-size bed. If you used to go and buy those little steel frames or whatever, it cost you a ton of money. Yeah, I have a full-size bed, and uh, I think mine was like $65. And that was for the uh, deluxe version that held up to 4,400 pounds. And it's great. You know, I never have to worry about it. It'll probably be the last bed frame that I ever buy. And very sturdy. You know, I, I really like it. And tell you how sturdy it is is that Ryan and I both slept on my bed frame. It's been a couple of years now, and that thing didn't wince at all. It, it was it was tried and true, and it, it held up great. I mean, that's what sold me on those bed frames. This was actually a situation where you pulled out your book of fat guy tricks and taught me something, as I not heard about these, and I just always had used standard bed frames. And you had this, and I was like, dang, this is nice and sturdy. Yeah, and was, also cheap, and I really liked it. The student becomes the master. Yes, I was very impressed. <laughs> I'm like, sit now, it's time for you to sit down, Mr. Miyagi. I mean, Ryan, let me <laughs> impart some wisdom on you. If we, if we have any listeners out there that are looking for a good, cheap, reliable bed frame, check out the platform bed frames. The cost is great. Uh, the the weight limit is very intense, you know, and it, it's just a good roundabout deal. Before we get off on this topic, I know we're probably going to run long on this episode, but who cares? I know we both have got to have some good um, bed breaking stories. I'll say you share one, then I'll, sh- I'll share one. I've never broke a bed. Yes, you have. When? Me and Justin, or AK Justy Bug, just talked about you breaking his bed of like a week ago. I broke his. Oh, wait. No, you talked about it a week ago. I thought you were saying I broke his bed a week ago. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> we, what? <laughs> that would be funny. Go walk into his house or just break his bed. All right, hey, see Justy you. Bug. <laughs> see you later. That's <laughs> it. No, nah, because you were. Uh, I guess you don't remember this. I guess I'll tell your bed breaking story. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, I think it was it. I don't know if Justy Bug was in college at this time. I'm not sure if he will. We'll say for that he he was at college, and occasionally he would come back home and stay. <laughs> well, <laughs> around then he still had it. You know, his bedroom was still set up the same, as he would come home and stay a lot. Well, around this time you you were over here staying the night visiting or something like that. You were sleeping in his bed. We were all gonna go hang out that day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Justin came home and he's like, can I go to sleep for a while? I'm tired. I said, well, Ryan's back there in your bed. He's like, Ryan's in my bed? <laughs> he, of course, he was loving that. 
Yeah. Come back home from college, see rye buns, and they all sprout out like a grizzly bear. Hey, Justy Buck. And I walked into the bedroom with him, and <laughs> I remember him waking waking you up. Like, Ryan, hey, can I crawl in there? I need to, I want to take a nap real quick. You're like, yeah. As you're getting out of the bed, I hear a whacking. <laughs> and the bed just breaks on one side. <laughs> Justin's just staring at you, shaking his head like, dude. And you don't say a word. And you, dude, you get up and you just walk out and don't say a word to him. Don't even acknowledge him. Or he, and Justin crawls in that bed. It's like, <laughs> he was just so mad at you. I, I honestly, honestly, I do not remember that, and it's weird because those are the kind of memories I usually cling to and love. But I honestly, don't even remember doing that. I'll do that. I'll, I'll never forget it. He won't either. We, of course, we just talked about it, but that's a great memory of you that I've got breaking a bed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my memory of breaking a bed, I broke a lot of beds, but uh, I guess my favorite one <laughs> was, wasn't my bed that I broke, but it was my my good friend Brady. Of course, I got a whole slew of Brady stories about me basically ruining ruining his life. Uh, man, I love those Brady stories. We definitely have to tell more Brady stories on here. And one day we'll have a special episode on that. But I'll start with his bed because... We're, we're always at his house playing games. Oh, by the way, before I broke his bed, I broke his chair. Because <laughs> he had these little game chairs. And I tell you, that he would always tell me to sit on them. Remember, like kids, I ain't sitting on that chair. Dude, it'll hold you up. Of course, it's like King Kong sitting in a plastic chair. Like, goof. I break the chair. It just breaks immediately as if there was no chair ever there. And, and Brady is so ticked off at me about the whole chair. He goes and crawls in his bed, pulls his covers over his head, and is like facing the wall. He just ticked off. Oh, wait. So, so this all happened in the same night. Same night. Okay. That, that makes it even better. Yeah. So and he is like, because <laughs> it doesn't take much for me and him to like, to, for us to get ticked off at each other. We can really press each other's buttons. And of okay. course, me breaking a chair is enough to send somebody over the hill. <laughs> but he. <laughs> And he was like fuming. And I was like, I'm just going to mess with him and try to cheer him up. So I start crawling on his bed. And I'm whispering like, Brady, I'm sorry. Like, please forgive me. All of a sudden, <laughs> his freaking bed just breaks in half. All those, all that board, all that wood under, just like snap, 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 snap. <laughs> like multiple snaps. And like, goof, just a drop. <laughs> He dude, he I could just like I could see him tensing up. He's shaking like he's gonna sock me. <laughs> I just remember, I, just remember I, was, I said this exactly, and you can even ask him. I whispered, I was like, Brady, I think I broke your bed. <laughs> I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> and let me guess, you slowly crawled off. Uh, slowly crawled off, shut the door gingerly, and got the heck out of there. So, first you broke his gaming chair. Yes. And then, like, 15 minutes later, you broke his bed. Yeah. <laughs> the same night. <laughs> and then you said to him, I think I broke your bed. <laughs> he whispered it. And then, like, bye, and left. Yeah, no, yeah, knowing full good and well, I broke it. I broke that thing in half. If he would have had a platform bed, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, so really it's his fault. 
Yeah, I, I see. The chair really is his fault. You told him what would happen. He's like, dude, sit down and he'll hold you. And you crumpled it like a piece of paper. Yeah, he had it coming on the chair. The bed. Yeah. <laughs> the bed. That was just icing on the cake. Yeah, I'll take responsibility for that, I guess. But that's my <laughs> bed-breaking story. Anyway, people, if he would have had a platform bed, that wouldn't have happened. They're great. They're great bed frames. You don't even need a box spring. They're cheap. Check them out. Okay, Ryan. Now it's time for a hypothetical hootenanny. Well, that's right. That's right, folks. We're getting close to the end of the show. Just bear with us. <laughs> we know we're running long. <laughs> so, man, I guess I'll go first this week. Uh, okay, Ryan. The Heavy Set Podcast is kind of popping off, and we're kind of getting nationwide, and people will reach out to you, and they want to partner do a partnership with you on a heavy set bag oh the heavy set podcast is getting popular this really is drawn out of fantasy <laughs> i'm sorry please continue so and, it, and it's a they're like listen we're going your face and name is going to be on this heavy duty bag it's going to be like, kind of like a sports bag like super durable super heavy duty for okay. a heavy set guy like yourself I, I do enjoy a good bag. And I am no part in this deal. And they're like, hey, by the way, you're going to get a big nationwide push on this. We're going we're gonna to release this. And 50, 50% of the, of the sales are going to go to poor families in Bangladesh. And Very specific. It's a big push. And everybody, it's like a nationwide, everybody's focused on it. They're like, and you're promoting it. You, you haven't seen the bags yet. You're like, yeah, let's do it. We're going for it. And then um, there's going to be a big bag revealed, and you're going to be selling them online. People calling in, placing orders, because they're also, every, every for every order they place, they're also helping out the poor in Bangladesh. Okay. So, and you haven't seen the bag, you're just taking their word for it. Like, yeah, because it's going to have like kind of the cartoonish, like you with your fist up on it. Like to, to show that it's a heavy duty bag with your name Ryan on it. But yeah, obesity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those poor kids in Bangladesh are gonna love seeing yeah, we'll see a the huge fat, fat redheaded giant on their bag. <laughs> make him hate, make him hate America even more. <laughs> and um, so, and there's a huge, <laughs> there's a huge reveal. Like you're like you're gonna open this up. You're like, all right, now let's get a first look at the Ryan Hawthorne heavy set, heavy duty bag. You open the box to find out that it's actually douchebags. <laughs> oh my gosh! With your face on it, and everybody's shocked. You're like, huh? And you got to sell these because you're already in it. You're in it too deep, and so. <laughs> You're like, hi, I can't sell this. And the guy's like, remember, Ryan, you're going to be associated with this product for, for the rest of your life. So when people think of douchebag, they'll be thinking of Ryan. <laughs> well, first off, Chris, people already make that association with me anyway. <laughs> There's been no deals or promotion done. They already think, oh, that guy's a douchebag half the time. <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're like... Uh, I can't like I, I can't do this. Like, what, what what happened to the heavy the heavy duty bag? And I got like business is business. Sometimes things change. It was like these are way cheaper. But hey, you're still helping out a lot of people. And you're like, I don't know if I can do this. 
You're like, listen, okay. That guy says, we can end this whole douchebag deal for you. But you're going to have to go over there, take your shirt off, crawl in a cage. We're going to give you a lifelike sloth mask, a sloth from the Goonies. And we're going to get Richard Grieco, and he's going to be dressed up like Chunk from the Goonies. Felt actor Richard Grieco. And he's going to be feeding you baby roos through a cage. And they're going to live stream it for the people of Bangladesh. And people are going to donate him money while you do this act. So, okay. <laughs> so, you're either going, so basically, got two options. This here. is so elaborate. You're either going to accept the douchebag and just roll with it and help the kids in Bangladesh, or you're going to do the whole sloth routine and basically get in the cage with your shirt off and a sloth mask and kind of degrade yourself even more. Well, does anyone outside of Bangladesh see the whole sloth thing? The sloth thing is going to be, it's going to be live streamed nationwide. I mean, everybody's going okay, to see so that. See. So either way, I'm being seen by everybody. Either way, it's a horrifically embarrassing yeah, situation. Really, yeah, there's no easy way out. I feel like we need to stop and say, Sloth as a character from the movie Go- Goonies came out in 1985. <laughs> he is a very odd-looking gentleman, and he hangs out with a overweight kid named Chunk. Anyway, um, moving on. By the way, Chunk in this thing is played by Richard Grieco. He is playing Chunk for whatever reason, but he's there. He's probably cheap. Yeah, he is cheap. <laughs> they spent all that money on me, get me there. <laughs> no, anyway. Chris, okay. Interesting situations. Honestly, I, d- I would go with the douchebag thing. I mean, just I'd just be like, okay, it sounds good. It's a feminine hygiene product. I mean, it helps, you know, millions of ladies worldwide. <laughs> you know, I would just be like, yeah, you know, it's a it's a good product. It doesn't have a great name. It doesn't have a phenomenal association. But still, and I'll be thinking, you know, Cause they, they need that douche. And that, that can be me. <laughs> you're, you're that douche. See yeah. that? That's the beauty or the curse of it, because it's going to have your face and name on it. It's going to be Ryan Hawthorne. Oh, it's definitely a curse. I'm not trying to put that positive spin on it, but what I'm saying is I feel like I would actually be helping more people by taking that route over the sloth goonie scenario, which I don't honestly makes a whole lot of sense (laughs) as far as helping them. But I guess there's like they're donating money in to me by watching me do this. There are people making donations. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I, I think I'd still take the douchebag route. This was pretty elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I love the detail of the Greco sloth Goonies routine. Yeah, no one know. No, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the people listening to all who, who the heck is Richard Greco. I also love the fact that a big part of that uh, scenario was you got to have your shirt off. The no, Lord knows yeah, you have a phenomenal physique. <laughs> Gotta have your man boobs out there flopping around. Your white belly and your red chest there. The whole thing about this when I was thinking of this was, I was like, Ryan, douchebag. <laughs> and that's what got it going. But anyway, I told right. you, hey, Did I not say that? Yeah. It's the association. All right, Chris, that was a good one. I know that we're running long. Are you ready to move on to mine? 
Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Here we go. In a time now. Starts now. Christopher. <laughs> You're walking through the park one day. Why do I... Every hypothetical is me walking through a park. I'll be honest. In this scenario, there was no reason for you to walk through a park. I just always say that, so I thought I'd say it again. Christopher. You are just having a normal day. You get a phone call. You find out that... There was a huge mishap in the computers. They were broken into. They were messed with the files. It turns out that the country of your birth was changed from the United States to North Korea. So now, according to all documentation that matters, you are a citizen of North Korea. So you are going to be sent from the U.S. to North Korea to leave. They're shipping you out of the country, and there's nothing you can do about it. Unless you marry an American citizen, then you can stay. So in this situation, (laughs) you start reaching out to anybody, please, will you marry me so I can stay in the country? I just need to stay in the country. I need to marry you for citizenship so you know I don't get shit packing to North Korea. Everybody takes one look at you and says, I know <laughs> I will not marry you. You are North Korea bound. Then, in your darkest hour, your saddest moment, where you're packing your bags or saying, have fun. Here, pack a jacket. I think it's chilly over there. You get a phone call. That phone call is from O.J. Simpson. He says, I've been following your plight. I've also been in a rough situation in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I will marry you. O.J. Simpson is willing to marry you so you can get citizenship and stay in the country. However, he makes it very clear to you on the phone. That... (laughs) If he marries you, he expects you to make a good wife for him. Oh, I wonder what that means. (laughs) O.J. Simpson says, in his most serious-toned voice, Christopher, (laughs) I'll marry you, but I expect you to be a good wife to me and take care of me. Oh, no. So... And now he doesn't go into any more detail. He hangs up the phone. I click. <laughs> I don't know if I need any more detail. <laughs> yeah. So he expects you to perform <laughs> why the duties of a wife. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and you will live with him for the rest of your life or the rest of his life, more than likely. Either way, it'll be a <laughs> we'll see what happens. Or you get shipped. North Korea, where you'll spend out the rest of your days in a foreign country. So, Chris, what choice do you make in this situation? Good night. Those are both bad, bad options. I expect you to perform your wifely duties. The first thing, you know what my mind's going to first when he says that. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, cook, cook, cooking dinner? <laughs> not <laughs> vacuuming? Not quite. Uh, oh no! 
Oh, no. I don't know if I, I couldn't do that <laughs> the rest of his life. Or the or he might murder me like he did that other poor soul. <laughs> or allegedly, I don't know what happened. I think he went to prison over anyway. Anything's on the table. The, 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 there's the thing is, of course, I'm like, heck no, I'm not going to marry OJ. Then I got specific memories of how strict North Korea is. And I remember they having fake supermarkets. I couldn't. Do you imagine me going over to a North Korean supermarket? Like, oh my goodness! Look at those! Look at these honey buns! I reach out, it's cardboard, it ain't real. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, there's you, no. You'd eat the cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm already here. Let's just might as well not let this go cardboard <laughs> yeah. go to waste. I ain't gonna let this cardboard honey bun go to waste. Ah, <laughs> ah, And of course, you know, as soon as I find out that's not real, it's gonna sink in. Like, oh no. Yeah, we ain't in Kansas anymore. I'm over in a communist country. I'm the probably fattest person here. <laughs> you might become a local celebrity or some sort of strange myth over there. I don't really know much about North Korea, but it sounds like it's pretty strict over there. Somebody yeah, I don't could. think they're like you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, they're both horrific options. <laughs> However, yeah. I'm thinking of day-to-day life in North Korea, day-to-day life being O.J. Simpson's wife, <laughs> for crying out loud. <laughs> and I'm thinking of torture. Now, there's very different types of torture, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. However, I'm going to North Korea. Maybe they'll kill me. Maybe they might just shoot me right off the bat. <laughs> that might happen with O.J. Simpson, <laughs> I don't know. Not the way you're painting the picture, Ryan. The picture you're painting sounds like it's going to be very painful every day of my life. He wants to domesticate you. I don't know what he's wanting to do, <laughs> but I don't want to be a part of it. Okay. So what I'm saying is, maybe I go into, over to North Korea, eat a cardboard honey bun. Maybe they shoot me. They just want to get rid of me. That's probably a better option than what I'm going to be facing with O.J. Simpson being married to him. So you'd be willing to leave the country. I would just suck it up, go to North Korea, and just figure it out. And whatever happens, happens. But at least I know I'm not getting um, <laughs> bamboozled by O.J. Simpson 24-7. <laughs> okay. I, 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 totally, I totally understand. I think that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> good good. All right, let's let's shut this pony down. Okay, we like to thank everybody for sticking with us. We know we ran long. We had a lot of stuff, but we didn't want to save it for next week. We and what's sad is we actually cut stuff out of the show. We need to do a bonus show sometime, but just show leftovers, things we have to cut out because there's plenty of it at this point. But we just want to give a quick shout out to Milano's Pizza in Idabella, Oklahoma. They're running a discount. It's called the Heavy Set Podcast Discount. Now, this is going to run through May 25th. And if you go and place an order, and when you're getting ready to pay your cashier, say, I want the Heavy Set Podcast Discount, you'll get an automatic 10% off your order. It's a great deal. We want to say thank you to Faith, the owner over there, for working with us. We appreciate it. Chris, is there anything else you need to say? I think I'm good, you know. We're gonna edit we're going to edit this podcast and then I think me and you are making a trip to Milano's actually, so I'm ready to go. Oh yeah, I'm always up for some good pizza and this really is very good pizza. So I just want to thank everybody for coming and hanging out with us again. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
go to Milano's. It's great pizza. And I guess we will see you here in a couple weeks. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Stay. Mm-hmm.